This is Journal Talk, Episode 9. Well, hello, and welcome to a special episode of Journal Talk. I'm your host, Nathan Oren. Have a seat. Relax. We have so much to talk about. I've got topics galore. Let me give you a preview of what's included in this week's episode. First, I want to say thanks to all my listeners and share some things that I have personally been learning through Journal Talk. It's been a really quick four months, and it's been jam-packed with some really great lessons. Also, I want to share some letters from listeners. I've got a couple of people that I want to shout out to and say thanks for making this interactive. I really love responding to all your questions and feedback. Also in this episode, I'm going to share a story about my niece, Addison. I gave her her very own journal as a gift a few months back, and she's been writing in it ever since. Addison is just seven years old, and her mom, that's my sister, has already noticed something rather amazing, and she shared it with me this past week. I just have to share it with you, too. Also in this episode, I have a journaling exercise that we can do together. So grab your journals and get ready. It's a fun and eye-opening activity that I learned about finding your strengths, and I just know you're going to enjoy it. Also, I have some special announcements about great journaling classes that you can attend, and if you want to deepen your writing practice, or if you feel that you need a creative boost to kind of get going with your writing again, you're going to want to hear about these announcements. And finally, I want to share a sneak peek of some of the exciting Journal Talk episodes that are coming up. I've got really great guests coming in the next few months. So thanks for joining me. Get comfortable, and let's Journal Talk. This is Journal Talk, a bi-weekly podcast about all things journaling. Journal Talk is a part of Write for Life, a web resource for journaling with passion, clarity, and purpose. You can reach us on our website at www.writeforlife.us. That's www.writee, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. And now, here's the host of Journal Talk and the founder of Write for Life, journaling coach, Nathan Oren. Welcome back. You know, I've been doing Journal Talk now for about four months. I started it because I really wanted to share with other people the power of writing. And next week, it's going to be the 28th anniversary of the first time that I picked up my pen and wrote my very first journal entry. And since then, writing has played a huge role in my life. And I want to share that with people. I love it. And this podcast has been a way for me to be the teacher in this area, but I never expected that during this time I would be learning as much as I have. I've got four lessons that I want to share with you specifically. The first one is that I'm learning the importance of balancing my time to follow my passion. I have a full-time career with a company I really enjoy. It has nothing to do with writing, but it is a full-time position, and sometimes I have responsibilities that cause me to work nights and weekends. Also, I'm an active member of my community, and I serve in a lot of different ways, volunteering my time on a regular basis, helping out wherever it's needed. I've always known that making time for yourself is really, really important. 
and I'm really, really busy, and I say all the time to other people in my journaling courses, you know, when I talk about the powers of journaling, and the first objection I usually hear from people is, oh, I couldn't do that, I, I don't have time to write. And I always, always remind them, you know, even if you just do five minutes, ten minutes, how important it is to give yourself the gift of making time for yourself, having that sacred space for you to be your, with yourself. And I always say, trust me, you're going to be a better mom. You know, trust me, you're, you're going to be a more productive employee. You'll be a, a more loving spouse. Yes, of course, you're still going to be a busy person, but at least you're going to be a happier busy person. Well, I, I've been learning the same lesson when it comes to journal talk or just following your passion in general. You know, I'm so busy doing all these other things, plus I'm making time to write in my own journal every day, and it's like I have another part-time job making these episodes. And so many times I've had to be real creative, trying to squeeze enough time to make another interview happen, 5 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock at night, and yes, I am tired. But you know what? I'm following my passion, and I love it. And the, and the satisfaction that I get knowing that I'm doing what I was meant to do is so worth it. And I can't imagine not doing journal talk. So that's the first lesson, just really making time to, to follow my passion. The second lesson I'm learning is it's never too late to pick up an old goal and dust it off and start taking new action. And you're going to hear about this more in later episodes, but... Uh, since I started Journal Talk, I've been reinvigorated to go back and finish up some of the projects that I had abandoned for one reason or another. And I thought I gave up on writing a book. And thanks to the inspiration from other people that I've met through Journal Talk, I'm realizing it's not too late to keep a good goal in sight. And all these small actions you know, that you put together over a long period of time, they really add up to something really amazing. Some amazing creativity can come out of it. So number two, it's never too late to work towards a goal. Lesson number three is that there is a thousand times more support than I ever imagined for doing what I want to do. When I first started Write for Life, you know, my website, I was kind of in the closet about it. I didn't want people from work to find out, and I was kind of afraid people would judge me or think that it's a waste of time. But what I found is that there is just so much support. When people find out that this is what I'm passionate about, even coworkers that find out, they're really glad to hear that I'm not just an employee of this company, that I am human. I have other pastimes and passions. My family, completely supportive. Even you've heard my sisters are the ones doing the, the voiceovers during the break. They're tickled to be part of it. It's just not true that people think it's a waste of time. I, I realize now that that was my inner critic that's telling me all those messages. And even if there are a few people who think it's a waste of time, there's a thousand times more people who are helpful, supportive, and encouraging, especially nowadays with Twitter and Facebook. I mean, there are people all over this planet who appreciate what I'm doing, and they're happy to share their tips and their words of wisdom. Mary McCarthy is a great example. She's been a really true friend and my fuel of encouragement sometimes. And I only just met her since I started doing Right for Life. Sam Lytle is a huge cheerleader for this project. And Jessica Jensen, I talk to her all the time. And, and she's giving me great marketing ideas and how to reach people and share what I'm dreaming about. And these are experts in the field. And I'm surrounded by their support. I'm just honored. And what, you know, what's funny is that this stage in my life, you know, these people and some of my best friends are people that I've never even met. <laughs> uh, 
So that's lesson number three. There's just unlimited support doing what you want to do. The fourth lesson is that there is no wrong way to write. And I've always known that there's a hundred different ways to keep a journal. I've, I've said that to people. Everybody does it a little bit differently. But since I've been doing journal talk, my own beliefs about journaling have even been challenged. You know, I used to think that journaling had to be a daily practice, that it had to be a private exercise, you know, it had to be handwritten or you wouldn't get very much out of it. But I've talked to plenty of people who get lots out of it, even if it's just once a week or once a month. People enjoy sharing their journals publicly. People, people say that they get more out of their journaling when they can type fast and let the keyboard be their pen. So I've had to reconcile this and just realize that you know, I might have my own favorite style and I know what works for me, private, daily, handwritten, whatever. That's just how I roll. But these are lessons that, you know, I'm really grateful for journal talk. Number one, find time to make my passion. Number two, it's never too late to work toward a goal. Number three, there's a ton of support for doing what you want to do. Just got to put yourself into it. And number four, there is no wrong way to write. My opinions are just my opinions. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do a journaling exercise together. So grab your journals, or open up your document, or get a clean page on your iPhone, and let's get ready. It's an exercise in finding those positive traits about yourself that you probably don't acknowledge too often. You know, we're so critical about ourselves, we sometimes forget how powerful we are. This exercise will help us to remember what's so great about who we are. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to another fun episode of Journal Talk with your host, Nathan Oren. We are interested in hearing from you, our listeners, whether this is your first time tuning in or you are already a subscriber to our podcast. So please send us your reactions, comments, feedback, suggestions, and let us know what you like most or least about Journal Talk. Email us at info at writeforlife.us. That's spelled I-N-F-O at W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. We look forward to hearing from you. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Welcome back to Journal Talk. This is a special episode just you and me and a lot of things to be grateful for. I'm starting to get comments and emails from all of you out there, and I just wanted to make sure to spend at least a couple of minutes to give a shout-out to the people who write in, comment on my website, or post something on my Facebook page. The first one here is from Chris from Sydney, Australia, writes, Dear Nathan, I'm enjoying your podcast series, and the interviews are great. The production value is unbelievable. I still haven't started journaling yet, but I know I want to. What do you recommend for beginners? Well, Chris, thank you. Um, wow, thanks for the compliments. I'm glad that the little extra effort that I make on the sound quality is paying off. I'm always afraid, especially with telephone interviews, that it might be hard to hear. So I'm glad to hear the sound is going, is going good for you. Chris, I have to imagine, if you're listening to this show and 
it sounds like you are, you're definitely interested in journal writing. So it sounds like something might just be getting in the way of your taking your, your step to do it. And I'm putting together a quick guide for beginners just based on the conversations that I've had with people in my journaling workshops. But I'll just say this, that the single biggest suggestion that I have is just start small. You know, find a convenient place, whether it's your iPhone or laptop, a writing tablet, a st even sticky notes. Just jot down one thing about your day that stuck out for you. You know, over time, you'll start to discover more and more about what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what makes you tick, and you're going to start seeing some of the benefits, and then you'll know what to do with that. So good luck, Chris. Here's another one from Jack in Los Angeles, California. Jack wrote, Nathan, these podcasts are getting better and better. This most recent one, Journaling Out of the Whirlwind with Dr. Michael Perlman, was the best. Uh, not only does this give me a process that works for my journaling, but they also provide me with clear thinking steps to work out life's issues. Thanks, Jack. This is great. I mean, it uh, gives me great satisfaction to know that these podcasts are meaningful for you. I appreciate that. Here's one more from Kevin in Walnut Creek. Kevin says, Hi Nathan, all this talk about journaling gives me so many ideas. This summer, my two preteen grandkids are staying with me, and partly out of a need for some peace and quiet, I told them they have to write something down at least once a day. They're not too excited about it, and I hope I'm not ruining it for them by making it a chore but I want them to start thinking about their lives and how they spend their time. Do you think forcing them to keep a journal will backfire? I only ask that they write a sentence or two each day, and I never read it. I just trust them. What do you think? Kevin, that is so great what you're doing with your grandkids, and you're really doing a great favor to them. Even though they may not appreciate it yet, it's something that later they're going to thank you for when they get old enough to look back at their youth. You know, just a few episodes ago, we heard from Sam Lytle, who told us that he felt like he was being forced into journaling also when, when he was eight years old. His parents would say things like, you know, you can't play with your brother until you write in your journal. And so he sat down and scribbled out, you know, I wish I could play Monopoly. So, you know, here's my, here's my journal entry. And now he's coming into his 30s and he's realizing you know, he's been writing ever since, and he's so grateful that he had all those memories captured and he got started on the habit so so early. So, Kevin, I'm glad you brought this up also because I have a really super story to share. Coming up in the next segment, um, I'll talk to you about my niece who's seven years old. She wrote the most amazing letter to her big brother after they had a fight, and her mom, my sister, read the letter and immediately called me up in tears of delight. She thanked me because I had just given Addison her first journal just a few months prior to that, and she knows that it, it must be helping Addison to express herself in writing. So hopefully soon, Kevin, you'll see some interesting developments with your grandkids. Please let us know, won't you? Write back and, and let us know. Thanks again. And thanks, everybody, for your feedback. I couldn't get to everyone, but I will continue to read these letters. It's so great to hear from you. As they say in the old television days, keep those cards and letters coming. You can post on my website, writeforlife.us, or on my Facebook page, or just send a personal note by email. I'll take suggestions and comments and questions, all of it. In fact, I'm going to take a suggestion right now. A couple of people wrote in and asked me if I would give more examples of journaling exercises. 
So here I go. This is a journaling exercise we're going to do together. I learned this one a few years ago from Barbara Sher in her book, I Could Do Anything If I Only Knew What It Was. It's a really great uh, paperback workbook, and it's about how to discover what you really want and how to get it. And it was published back in the, the mid-1990s. So this exercise is about building your self-confidence and creating awareness and an affirmation about your strengths. So grab a journal, open up to a clean page, and pause the recording if you need a moment. We'll get started. All right, this exercise has three parts. And the first part is to make a list of about 10 or 15 people that you really admire. Start with the people in your life, teachers, role models. It could possibly be political figures that you respect or sports personalities, people at work. It could also be people that are no longer living. You know, I don't know, maybe you have a big respect for Abraham Lincoln or Martin Luther King. But start off with the people that you know personally because it makes this exercise a lot easier. And if you've done this exercise before, or even if you haven't, don't overthink it or try to figure out where this is going. Just please do it as freshly as possible as if this is your first time. Go ahead, write down the names of 10 or 12, 15 people that you really respect and admire. Pause the recording if you need to until you have that list of at least 10 people. Alright, now that you have a list of names, at least 10 or so people that you admire, step number two is to write down next to each person's name one or more quality or trait that that person possesses. So think of one trait that that person has that you admire. For example, you know, I might write down next to Mrs. Moeller, who's my sixth grade teacher, I might write down creativity and fun because those were traits that I most admired about her. And those traits are really the biggest reason that she's on my list. There might be more than one trait for some people, and that's okay, but don't make too much of a laundry list about it. I mean, try to focus in on and identify, you know, what's the most admirable qualities that you like about that person. Stick to personality traits. Don't need to mention their accomplishments, you know, like if they're a, a Nobel Peace Prize winner or something. Just stick, stick to personality traits that you admire about the person. Go ahead, pause the recording if you need to until you're done. It's better if you do this exercise one step at a time. Okay, so you've got a list of names, and next to each one, there's some personality traits that you most admire about those people. Now, you probably have found some themes that showed up, did you? And some of the words that you wrote down might show up more than once. So if that's so, great. And even if it didn't, that's all right too. But, you know, this third step, and this is the final step, is to reorder that list of traits. Now you're just going to make a list of those personality traits and list it by how many times those traits showed up. So you're going to have to do some counting and comparing here. And the trait that showed up the most frequently is going to be at the top of the list. And then all the way down to the characteristics that were mentioned the least are going to be at the bottom of the list. So if there wasn't any one trait that got repeated, you know, you might want to go back and rethink, you know, what are some of the characteristics that you liked about these people? Usually there is some definite crossover with the people in your life that you admire. All right, what's this all for? What does it all mean? Hold on to that list. Once you've got that list in the order, I'm going to help you focus on like the top three 
qualities, that the three qualities that got mentioned the most, hold on to those three words. For me, it was creativity, fun, and intellect. Those three things were mine when I did this exercise. Hold that list for a few minutes. We're going to take a short break. But later on in the podcast, I'm going to share a really beautiful secret about that list that you just created in your journal. Stay tuned for more Journal Talk. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Journal Talk. Have you already subscribed on iTunes? You won't want to miss the next episode. Go to the iTunes store and search under Journal Talk. All one word. Click subscribe and get your Journal Talk delivered free. Thanks for subscribing. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Welcome back to Journal Talk. Hey, I've got some great news and announcements. This is very timely information here. I want to make sure you all hear this. First, Mary McCarthy, my friend, my muse, my mentor, she has just released a course that is over 13 years in the making. If you haven't heard Mary's story, she has an incredible success story about how Morning Pages actually helped her reclaim the use of her writing hand. And I interviewed her about this in episode number three, if you want a refresher. Anyway, she has put together a course called The 12 Days of Morning Pages, and it's designed to get you started with a daily journaling routine. And all you have to do is sign up on her website, createrightnow.com. I'll put up the link on the show notes for this episode. Mary will start sending you a daily writing inspiration by email. She covers all the excellent topics that you would hear from Julia Cameron's Artist's Way book, uh, ranging from how to handle your creative critic to affirmations, concerns about your health. It's really a rediscovering the cells and tissues of your creativity. It's just great. Every day, the email is like a brilliant uh, journaling prompt, and it has meaty exercises just like the one we did earlier. And I've personally done this course. It was amazing. I I got in touch with some really deep gratitude, and I got back into the habit of morning pages again. And what's really great is it's a low, low price, and you get to keep those emails to reference back to anytime you want to sort of retake the course again. And if you use the code MPINTRO, you get a 20% discount off the already low price. You'll want to check that out. Uh, The other announcement is that I'm teaching a course, a workshop, actually. I've got a brand new workshop on dream journaling. It's a six-week workshop, and we'll have weekly telephone sessions. And it's designed for people who have a hard time remembering their dreams, but also for people who might remember their dreams and they want to learn a technique for understanding and interpreting their dreams. Do you ever have any of those weird dreams like your boss is attending a family reunion with you and they're serving marshmallows instead of cake, but then suddenly you realize this isn't your family reunion, it's some kind of a funeral, but you realize the person who died isn't even somebody that you know? Well, this course helps you make sense out of all of that using journaling exercises and the weekly telephone workshops, and those are included for free. Uh, You go to my website, click on Journaling Courses. I'll put up the link on the show notes for this episode. It's only $50 for six weeks, and when you go through the checkout process, make sure to use the coupon code JOURNALTALK, all one word, and you'll get 25% off just for being a listener of Journal Talk. All right, 
Next, I thought I would tell you about my niece, but instead of me telling you the story, I thought maybe I should get my sister to tell you the story. So uh, listen in. This is Tammy, and I am the sister of Nathan Oren, and I've enjoyed learning about journaling as well. And when um, my brother gave my six-year-old daughter, who just turned seven, a journal, I was curious how that was going to work because she's so young and so little. She just learned to read and write, and I wondered how she was going to respond to it. So as it turns out, she loves writing in her journal, and her journal writing obviously is different than adults. She writes a few little blurbs, quick little sentences with some pictures that she draws. She writes on her own. I don't really have to ask her or remind her. She picks it up and does it on her own. And then this one particular incident, she was uh, got into a huge fight. Um, with her brother, and it led to coming to me to resolve it, and then she told me a lie. She told me a lie, and I figured it out that she had told a lie, and I had confronted her, and there was a lot of arguing and um, escalated voices and name-calling between her and her brother. So I was very upset when I learned that she lied, and I had sent her up to her bedroom, and when she was up in her bedroom, her her task that I gave her was to think about what she did. And when I went upstairs to find out what it was she thought about and how, how she could make it better, she actually handed me a letter, two letters. One of them was for me and one of them was for her brother. And I didn't ask her to do this. I didn't suggest it. She wrote this beautiful letter in her phonic spelling to apologize and say how much she loved us. It was the sweetest thing. And I just, uh, I just, I just was so curious when uh, Nathan gave her the journal to begin with, you know, how this would really pan out for a little kid. If I would be able to see the benefits of journaling right away or, you know, years from now, I would realize looking back that how journal writing benefited her. But it was just really neat that she picked up a pen and a paper and thought that writing this out was was helpful and uh, a resolution for herself, for her own self, with nobody suggesting it to her. So I, I would I would definitely credit that to journal writing because she's gotten comfortable with writing, obviously attaching it to writing feelings and thoughts freely. So uh, I just commended her and, and told her I thought that was a real good way to handle the situation. Wow. Wow. Isn't that great? And Tammy, this is only the beginning. That little girl is not just going to have great writing skills, but will also have a very strong sense of who she is, her goals, her self-esteem. She's going to be a powerful woman. Uh, I'm so glad she's taking off with her journal so quickly. And thank you so much for sharing that, Tammy. Okay, we're going a little bit over time here, but I do have two last items. I want to give you a sneak peek of some of the guests that are coming up into this podcast in the next few months. I have a really great lineup. You're not going to believe the people that I've got coming into the show. But first, I want to go back and revisit the journaling exercise that we did at the beginning of this episode. Yes, I do remember we did a journaling exercise. I told you to hold on to the results. So pull out your journal 
And let's take a look at that list of traits that you came up with. Now, these are personality traits that you wrote down by looking out at the world around you. And here's the little secret. Have you ever heard the expression, the world is your mirror? Well, that applies right here in this exercise. You see, what you did was you took an inventory of yourself in this exercise. Even though these were personality traits that you looked out and saw in other people, maybe you've heard this expression, it takes one to know one. <laughs> Congratulations, you just found some personality strengths that you might not be acknowledging about yourself often enough. Now, perhaps you don't identify with every single one of those on the list. Maybe some of them showed up and they look a little familiar to you. But let me just tell you, if you had some that showed up more than once, like take a look at the top three characteristics. I bet if you ask your friends, they'll confirm that these words do describe you. So here's your next journaling prompt. I was just tickled when I found out that, wow, you mean I'm creative and fun and intelligent? <laughs> That's right. Me? I was just so tickled. So your next journaling prompt is this. Take a few minutes to write down what you think about learning this. Do you see these qualities in yourself? Can you acknowledge them? Or do you find it difficult to see them or acknowledge them? And why might that be or why not? How do you feel about this information? So that'll be your next uh, journal entry, if you wish. Thanks to Barbara Scher for this exercise. And uh, let me tell you about some of the guests coming up. We've got Carrie Lee Sandoval, a Law of Attraction coach. She's the author of Journals Have Feelings, too. She's a young gal, 25, I think 26 years old. She just, she just had a birthday. We'll get to know her, and we'll hear a technique that she uses with journaling to bring about the things in life that she wants to experience more of. It's really fun, really great. Linda Monk is going to be with us, a wellness and journaling coach who gives work workshops about therapeutic writing to large companies and audiences, especially in the area of social work. I just admire Linda so much. She is helping caregivers to give care to themselves. It's really super. We also have Ruth Follett. She is the founder and director of the International Association of Journal Writers. Yes, there is such a thing in Florida. She's been writing a journal for over 40 years, and she shares the story of how she got started. I love it. Ruth was saying how she always dreamed of making the process of reflective writing simple and easy and organized for people. And now she has an online journaling system. It's called Life Journal that does just that. We had such a great, uh, fun chat. And we uncovered together the single biggest reason why people don't make the time to journal. I can't wait for you to hear that. I also can't wait for you to meet Joan Leof. Joan inspired me to name my inner writer. She's another longtime fan of journaling. She's coaching with a lot of people uh, in different groups. And she has helped people to harvest their personal journals for writing their memoirs. Yeah, so she helps people take private journaling into the public arena, and she's got great advice and examples, and it's actually caused me to start piecing together my own unique story. Uh, so I'll be sharing more information about that, I'm sure. That's all that we have for the show today, this episode of Journal Talk. Thanks to everybody for listening. Please send me your thoughts and reactions. Have a great two weeks, and keep on writing. Babu, <laughs>
bap, 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 b